0: The Crude Life every Monday through Thursday with a weekend review on Friday.
1: Welcome to the Crude Life Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Spies. We are broadcasting from the Hatch Coaching Studios. Our entitled intern, Provolone, is manning our production elements of the program. And who do we have? John Clark, patiently waiting. John Clark from Clark Energy Consulting with the weekly OG brief. Actually, it's supposed to be last week, but Martin Luther King Day kind of carried the one a little bit, transformed over to the following day. So, here we are, and since our podcast, our daily podcast is heard every Monday through Thursday with a weekend review on Friday, that is when our daily podcast is heard, and it's 30 minutes. So sometimes it might be 44 minutes, sometimes it might be 32 minutes. Sometimes I'm even told we could even get into 28 minutes, which is... Where I am leaning some days, let me tell you that folks, but not today. No, we got too much to talk about our esoteric energy approach here at The Crude Life where we throw out the scripts, we try to figure out a way to make it work. You know, we heal thousands here. We get emails all the time that we're healing people all over the place. We're converting people back to everyday energy. The esoteric approach of energy so they actually understand where the energy comes from that makes that light switch work. Cause today's kids, I tells you, they just think that the energy comes from the circuit breaker and the light switch. That's right, Provolone. I'm talking to you, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, our entitled intern Provolone. Oh, that's right, he can't speak today because he's still under Hazing probation, which started a few weeks ago, and then it's kind of turned into a little bit of an office correctional thing. And then we've even tried to use it for attitudinally. Well, uh, last week I wasn't going to mention this, but I am going to mention it today. Provolone, who sometimes books the guests for us and goes ahead and does that, you know, he's, he's he's learning the ropes a little bit, learning some things, and you know, he likes to watch his podcasts and he likes, I am sorry, listen to his podcast. Thank you. Watch his YouTube videos. And um, I understand that, um, you're, you're, you know, you're traditional. You say you are traditional, even though you're, you know, you're new-aged. But we, I, I can't have you, you know, saying buttercup to the guests, calling them buttercup. And you, you cannot ask what church they went to, what church they go to. That's, can't do that in today's day and age. I, I'm, I, I understand where you're coming from on that, but um, I do have to discipline you on that one before it gets to the hr department okay all right what do we got today provolone of course we have headlines coming up shortly our planet service announcements always available at the website and if you folks go to our website you can check out our social media pages we've got one for the bach and one for the niobrera one for the eagleford one for the permian one for the marcellus one for the haynesville we've also got linkedin and youtube and All kinds of different pages, because we have, you know, nobody knows how anyone is getting their information anymore. This weekend, Steve Harvey is giving me news in between the gas pumps. Oh, especially which, and I did see the headlines, and we're going to talk about the Kobe Bryant uh, thing in just a second. There's a great example. How did you get your news? I got mine from a text to a news service that I don't even sign up for. Apparently, my phone, just every now and then, I just get a random text with some national news about once, twice a month, maybe. And generally, it's Trump-related or political or geopolitical-related. Well, yesterday, it was about Kobe Bryant. And so nobody knows where they're getting their information today. So you just got kind of put as much as you can. It's when we get the rag out there again, Provolone. You get the rag, and you just squeeze as much of it you can out of there as much content juice as you can out of there because what we're doing right now we're creating content and we need to distribute it so we've got these social media pages which we'd ask you folks to like us to share us to follow us to whatever else you do with social media. tell people about it is that even do, do people even socialize about social media or is it an unsocial page that is social but we have them you'd like to help us out that's one way you can do that another way if you'd like to become a sponsor you can certainly do that as well we love our sponsors they keep the lights on here at the crude life and as you know we try to inform and educate and infotain to get people alert of why that light switch turns on where the energy comes from Uh, i gotta be honest if if the narrative and the way life is going right now keeps happening uh, the light switch is not going to turn on every time. So here at The Crude Life, we want to make sure that we can let people know. So we have the esoteric energy approach to it, the very abstract, the organic, the natural, if you will. It's just, you know, we wing it, throughout the notes, you know, just that's much easier that way. So John Clark still patiently waiting on our Bakken barbecue phone lines. We'll get there in just a moment or two. We're going to Get over to the headlines segment here. Is that what we have next on our t- clothing? Yeah, that's uh, we can get. Past. We have clothing, folks. Uh, Just Fracket is our most popular seller. Go to the thecrudelife.com and click on that. As you can see, I'm not one of those big promotional guys. So, I'm sorry. What's that sign say? Sponsors. Okay, that now the time to do the sponsor. That couldn't have picked a better time to do that, could we? Provolone. Okay, quick break because I'm not one of those big promotional guys, but we gotta keep the lights on, and I wanna make sure that we let people know how to and et cetera. So real quick, I just wanna let you people know about today's sponsor, Trunkline.com. Trunkline is the one-stop shop for oil field materials, equipment, and merchandise. Search, compare, and purchase products from vendors all across the industry. Visit Trunkline.com today
0: the crude life every Monday through Thursday with a week in review on Friday Historic, the first full conversion refinery to be built in the U.S. in over 40 years Innovative, the cleanest most technologically advanced downstream project ever The model for future shale basin projects Groundbreaking The Davis Refinery Should listen
1: Welcome back to the Good Life Podcast, a daily podcast heard every Monday through Thursday with a weekend review on Friday, 30 minutes long, which could be sometimes 44 minutes long. Today, we're going to get to our headlines here. First headline comes from Hydro Carbon Engineering. Headline says, Oil and Gas Industry Needs to Improve Climate Efforts. Oil and gas companies are facing a critical challenge as the world increasingly shifts towards clean energy transitions, reports the International Energy Agency, IEA. Fossil fuels drive the company's near-term results, but failures to address growing calls to reduce greenhouse gas, GHG, emissions could threaten the industry's long-term social acceptability and profitability. Okay, very good one today, by the way. approval on many many reasons why in fact you might be able to speak tomorrow great headline now here's why now folks just so you know headlines the way we do it is we just read the headline in the first couple sentences because really that's about what 99 of the uh, of the people do and we react and go accordingly so that's our little fun segment here on the crude life podcast and here's kind of my thoughts on 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 this. Like just my my quick just right instinct off the top of my head. The reason provolone, I think this is such a, an important headline. And I don't know if you stumbled upon this because you know, either you know, a broken clock is right twice a day, and even a blind squirrel finds a nut. This is coming out of hydrocarbonengineering.com. So this is a, a publication that on the surface appears to be favorable. Towards the energy industry, and in the headline: oil and gas industry needs improvement, needs to improve climate efforts. So, I'm starting to see more and more of the shift where people in the industry are are leaning on this. Okay, we're, we have, we we've accepted the narrative of climate change, and there's more and more of that happening in the industry. Um, so, that's why we say: Are you ready? in 2020 because are you ready for anything i mean we got people supporting groups that are trying to put the energy industry out of business and we got people that are attacking people that are supporting the industry point right here so as soon as the international energy agency blessed that that oil and gas industries need to improve their climate efforts it's it's game on from there so uh good one, by the way, Provolone, on that. And also the uh, international agency stemming off of last week's podcast, where that was part of our discussion. So congratulations on, you know, keeping the story going. Good instincts there. That's like a journalist instinct to keep the story going. That's very good. Keep people like, oh, yeah, I remember hearing about that. And then they listen to the new information. See, that's why your parents sent you here. By the way, folks, if you're tuning into the Crude Life podcast for the first time, Provolone, He's our entitled intern, Mama and Papa OGC, oil and gas company, Provolone's Mama and Papa. They uh, own a modest oil and gas company, and they said that he was studying entitlement at the university and needed some kick-ass capitalism, to quote the father, and uh, decided that uh, the crude life would be a good place for him to learn the ropes, learn some hard work, because Lord knows. We need all the help we can get. So Provolone, appreciate it very much, uh, your help. But at the same time, you know, we're going to let, let you know your role. We're going to let you, you know, and you ran today's podcasting meeting, didn't you? I I, I I, knew my role. Did I interrupt you one time during your podcast meeting? Because although I'm the host of the podcast, and although I do own the pro own the actual company, during that meeting, at that place, and at that time, It's your show. You're the boss. And if I can't acknowledge that and accept that in that moment, then I'm not a very good boss because guess what? I know that I can veto you later in the meeting this afternoon. So I always got that in my back pocket. Just when you think you're at the top of the mountain, Provolone pulled out right from underneath you. Sorry, buddy. Okay, what do we got for the next story here? In crucial Pennsylvania, Democrats worry a fracking ban could sink them. Interesting headline, where's this from? New York Times, okay, that's why that's framed like that. I bet this is gonna be a pro-oil and gas story, but framed in a way that how could the Democrats in Pennsylvania do this? Let's see what the story is. Oh, not that I'm you know going into this biased or anything. Let's see, just based on the headline. Dateline, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, out of the New York Times. Though they are both Democrats, John Fetterman, Pennsylvania's lieutenant government, and Bill Peduto, the city's mayor, have their differences on the environment. Mr. Fetterman, who toppled an incumbent Democrat in the 2018 from the left, nevertheless calls Pennsylvania the Saudi Arabia of natural gas and sees the extracting and taxing gas as, a criti- as critical to the state's economy as the union way of life. Mr. Peduto lobbied unsuccessfully against a local petrochemical plant and is steering his once struggling steel town to be independent of fossil fuels within 15 years. I must read on more. But they agree on one thing. A pledge to ban all hydraulic fracturing, better known as fracking, could jeopardize any presidential candidate's chance of winning this most critical of battle state grounds, and thus the presidency itself. So as Senators Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren woo young environmental voters with a national fracking ban, these two Democrats are uneasy. Okay, see, I, I my instincts are right. All right, he gets into a quote here, and it says... Um, The Warren Sanders ban all fracking right now position would absolutely devastate communities through the Rust Belt and pit environmentalists against workers at a time when Democrats need both. Well, I don't know about you folks, but there's your headline. Pick any four words in that sentence and that could have been your headline. And it's a quote headline, which is even more impactful than... In crucial Pennsylvania, Democrats worry a fracking ban could sink them. That speaks a lot. That says that if you're against oil and gas, that you are not in the public's popularity. So interesting choice today, Provolone, from the New York Times. Look at that. But here's the here's the positive, because we have to look at the positive, folks. We have to look at the positive. And the positive is this. The politicians in Pennsylvania are cracking. They're cracking. They understand the power of the oil and gas industry. They understand the power of energy. They understand the power of the community that energies develop and bring and enable. So that's really the positive out of this New York Times story. They don't say it in here, but as they try to frame fracking and oil and gas in a negative light, even though they've got Democrat candidates sticking up for it, even though they got them sticking up for it, there's still a positive in here, which is we are heading into a political season. And if the politicians understand that the oil and gas industry is truly as community oriented and as proactive and as funding schools and doing all the things that we as an industry say that is being done, they're gonna bring that to the town hall meetings. They're gonna bring that to their social media pages and they're gonna be the ones that, instead of being the ones to hurt us and cause us regulation as an industry, now is the time that they're starting to see that it could actually fold their state. And in Pennsylvania, they know that. States are starting to see what's happening in California. They're starting to see what's going on in Colorado, why Fargo, North Dakota is deciding whether they should declare the city as a climate emergency or not. Austin, Texas, Boulder, Colorado, the rumblings are all there. So this is a positive story, even though they don't don't frame it that way. If you read the story, it actually is positive, even though the language is not (laughs) this is the world we live in folks you can't even make it up i mean you can't even make it up okay third headline here oh i'm glad you did this one provolone nba legend kobe Bryant dies at 41 in a helicopter crash now there's a lot of different opinion on this and i have seen quite a few uh, social media posts on this etc but listen at the end of the day Kobe Bryant was pretty much a household name by multiple generations. And so therefore, was this newsworthy? Yeah, it was. Was it newsworthy enough to be one of the very few texts I didn't sign up for on my phone? Eh, I don't know about that. I mean, I saw there was a big outcry that people were upset just posting vitriol and vile comments on NBA sites saying they can't believe that they played the games yesterday and they should retire the number eight and uh, his other number and, and all these different things and you know the only person in sports that I know that's been universally retired I believe is Jackie Robinson I think Wayne Gretzky there were some rumblings of it but I don't know if they actually went through with it but Jackie Robinson was for breaking the color barrier and you know Kobe Bryant now listen I'm going to be real crude life with you, real crude with you here because I wasn't a big Kobe fan. In fact, the fact that he was anointed the next great thing and everything by the media before he even dribbled in the NBA was probably used against him, biasly against me, and I'll admit that. I never disliked the man. I didn't know him. So when I read the news, it didn't impact me personally. I didn't know him. I didn't know his family, never interviewed him interviewed acquaintances new acquaintances i guess mutually but him himself never did uh there was the rape charge allegations that he had uh he was a ball player but to me the whole thing was as soon as i saw that he's with his daughter it was all about kobe bryant as a father and we're all entitled to a second life and a third life and a fourth life if we so choose so When I think of all the other stuff he did, whether it was the rape or the ball playing or the media anointment he had, all that was done because when he became a father, he did became a different person. And he was very, very supportive of the WNBA and developmental leagues and different female sports. And just anything that really created an opportunity for basically we 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 used to say you know for his daughters because he had four daughters and not only was this for me a father child love moment because that's what it was but it also made me realize there were some mothers on that plane and some other children so it was more than just Kobe Bryant but Kobe obviously is the is the mainstream attention that brings this discussion forward and and this does bring up a discussion because a lot of people don't necessarily they didn't know Kobe or they didn't like Kobe or he wasn't necessarily their favorite but for some they're they're in a state of standstill right now they're in a state of shock and everybody grieves in their own way and and they should be able to grieve in their own way and it's easy for us to judge but whether you got fame, whether you got fortunes, whether you got a posh lifestyle, how quick it has gone and in an instant life can be over. So for me, when I see these stories and I hear about them, it's a reality to start taking positive steps, to go to the gym, to stop drinking that 14th cup of coffee, and maybe only drink it eight cups in a day. Maybe call that long lost friend I had a falling out with 10 years ago and reconnect. And, you know, just whatever the positive step is. I'm not talking about reinventing my life here, but I'm talking about taking positive steps to become that father that Kobe Bryant became. Because for a while there, he was nowhere near that. He was one of the most hated men on the planet. And today, he is mourned by millions. So, however, you decide to grieve and mourn off of something like this, hopefully, in the end, it takes a positive step. All right, we're going to take a brief pause here. I want to mention today's sponsor real quick before we get into our OG brief with John Clark with Clark Energy Consulting. He's patiently waiting on our Bach and Barbecue phone lines as we sit here in our Hatch Coaching Studios. And today's sponsor here of the Crude Life Podcast is Trunkline.com. Trunkline is the one-stop shop for oil field materials, equipment, and merchandise. Search, compare, and purchase these products from vendors all across the industry. For more information or to check out the products, visit Trunkline.com.
2: John Clark with Clark Energy Consulting.
1: Outstanding. Thank you for joining us here today. It's time now for our weekly OG brief, our oil and gas update. John Clark, Clark Energy Consulting, is Going to be giving us the lowdown, or the OG brief down, if you will. How are you doing today?
2: Doing well, Jason. How are you?
1: Doing fantastic, and thank you for asking. But the world of oil and gas, it's so hard to predict these days. So, John Clark, thank you for joining us this week for the oil and gas brief, OG brief, if you will. So let's get to it.
2: Yeah, Jason. Well, uh, last week and this week, the big three oil field service providers, that would be Schlumberger, Halliburton, and Baker Hughes reported their 2019 earnings. So uh, what I saw in those earnings was actually interesting. The OG brief I posted this week titled, Shale Slump Signals Services Seek Elsewhere. International Oilfield Services behemoth Schlumberger reported a $10.1 billion loss in 2019 compared with a $2.2 billion profit in 2018. The company is responding to the ongoing shale slump by selling underperforming assets, idling frac fleets, closing locations, and laying off employees. It's interesting because the CEO actually commented that after two years of strong growth, North American revenue fell sharply, driven largely by the land market weakness affecting our one-stem pressure pumping business. So pressure pumping, if you're not aware, is, is basically um, the pumps that are used in the fracking process. So my background in oil and gas began in fracking, uh, which is a stimulation process that's used to unlock oil and gas from shale rock, which directly contributed to the U.S. becoming the world's leading producer of oil, currently at 13 million barrels per day, more than doubling in the last decade. Uh, there's, it's funny, there's an article in USA Today titled, Have You Hugged a Fracker Today? Uh, they're going to need it <laughs> because the way i see this year going the service companies are losing mark you know profit in us shale and focusing on international and offshore markets so that's pretty telling for me that you know the service companies are basically shifting focus towards international markets so i see the you know weakness in shale for 2020 if the service companies are facing weakness, the ENPs or the exploration and production companies are, are ultimately being more disciplined in capital, drilling and completing less wells. And so I see uh, the market for this year being pretty flat or maybe declining compared to last year for the services base. Uh, interestingly enough, oil prices fell this week dipped below $55 a barrel per day as a result of rising U.S. inventories. Uh, This is despite a major news that Libya had an outage on their production due to force majeure, basically meaning they couldn't keep up with their contracts. So uh, the market is still digesting what that may mean, but ultimately the country produces 1.2 million barrels per day and if they face a complete shutdown, that will be pretty significant. The uh, rig counts for this week actually increased 15, but we're still down 254 rigs compared to last year. Uh, so ultimately, the services space you know, is, is uh, focusing elsewhere. I think E&Ps will ha- you know, continue to be disciplined in capital. And actually, next week... I will be releasing my Clark Energy Outlook report where I'll cover Outlook for services and ENPs in North American Shell and offshore and international segments. And also next week we have the ENPs report their 2019 earnings. So ExxonMobil, Chevron, Murphy, and Hess will be reporting their earnings, and so I'll touch on that next week as well.
1: Well, we've been saying this on the program for a while, you know, there's still money circulating around the globe, and it doesn't surprise me to hear that the big three service companies, especially going international to get some business, because the money's circulating across the globe now. A lot of people for a long time, you know, knew it was circulating through the U.S., but it's global money now, and so you got to make a better steak sandwich than the next guy, but at the same time you've got automation coming in. So you've got to figure out new markets and new market places. So it doesn't surprise me that you're seeing some international play like that.
2: That's right. And, and there's more offshore rigs that are being added and they you know, basically the reserves that have been produced uh, have not been replaced, you know, from in conventional assets over the last, you know, five years since the downturn. Uh, So what I think we'll start seeing is more exploration in new frontiers, ultra deep waters. Uh, You know, Apache recently announced a huge discovery offshore South America. I think the offshore markets will, you know, the biggest ones will be Gulf of Mexico, uh, offshore uh, Africa and South America. But also China recently uh, announced plans to drill in the South China Sea. So we're you know definitely offshore I think there's a lot of potential for new exploration.
1: Yeah, I think as the automation again ramps up the offshore is going to see you you you're, you're going to see more offshore too with automation. It's just that just you know what I mean common sense will will dictate that. Right. Yeah, cuz you're talking about some safety precautions and that sort of thing and just you know quality of work and et cetera. but uh still Every time I say automation, some people think of job elimination, but it just opens up a different market. That's the thing. It just opens up a different market. So instead of having maybe four rig hands, you have two, but then you have a couple people that need to update software and create the software and et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, okay, great. So we've got the OG brief which was pretty much about the big three earnings, kind of a roundup of that, a recap of that. But then also you mentioned the Clark Energy Outlook report will be out next week. So uh, just kind of in summary, anything we missed, anything you want to reiterate, anything that we want to preview or plug, uh, just kind of take the you know, the, the, the final thoughts, if you were, and, and take them whichever direction you'd like.
2: Yeah, I mean... The oil and gas markets have started the year quite volatile. I think what uh, will be, you know, we're really looking at a, a price range for oil in the 55 to 65 dollar per barrel range. And I think the first half of this year will remain soft. Um, we may see some strength in the second half, but we're really we really need to see oil prices sustain 60 dollars or above in order for activity to grow. Uh, I think, you know that that goes you know really excites me for 2021 i think this year uh you know is going to be a little bit slower than last year so um yeah stay tuned for the updates and uh you know my focus is to to help busy industry professionals uh stay tuned and and be able to filter out some of the news uh, to you know really what the markets are are actually doing and and with kind of a global uh intent you know Oil and gas is traded globally, like we've we've talked about, and it's uh, needed all over the world. So it's it's not going away. Uh, but you know, I think we just have so much production in the U.S. and it's starting to shift internationally.
1: So do you got a website newsletter. You know, how do you make money? Go ahead and give yourself a plug here for you know sharing the information you got with us.
2: You can go to ClarkEnergyConsulting.com. Uh, there's also a LinkedIn page. Facebook and Twitter, uh, and please subscribe if you you can receive the weekly OG briefs by email, and uh, you can also download a free copy of the Clark Energy Outlook report uh, as soon as next week.
0: To listen to the full-length interview, visit thecrudelife.com. First full conversion refinery to be built in the US in over 40 years. Innovative. The cleanest, most technologically advanced downstream project ever. The model for future shale basin projects. Groundbreaking. The Davis Refinery.
1: That's going to do it for today's
3: crude life podcast i'd like to thank john clark
1: for coming on and giving us our weekly og brief our weekly oil and gas update john clark of clark energy consulting also provolone thank you very much for today's production elements as well as the headlines and doing some other things around the office as well Mucho thanko provolone. Also, I'd like to ask you folks if you have a chance to like, follow, share, even tell people about our social media pages. If you go to thecrudelife.com, you can check out the variety we have, Bakken, Eagleford, Haynesville, Niobrera, LinkedIn, YouTube, all kinds of different places for you to get your information because in today's day and age, we're competing with... Jimmy Fallon and Steve Harvey giving us news in between gas pumps and taxi cab drivers giving us sports scores on their hoods. And even in the bathroom the other day, I went into the stall and there was a monitor with a hardware ad on there. Could you imagine sitting there trying to do your business and they're trying to sell you hardwood flooring? So here at The Crude Life, we ask you, you know, we've got these social media pages, we've got these radio shows, we've got these magazines and newspapers, all these different places. So if you know anybody who might want some oil and gas conversation, news topics, that sort of thing, like, follow, share. We've got all kinds of different social media pages for you to choose from because guess what? Not everybody uses Facebook and not everybody uses LinkedIn and not everybody uses Instagram, but somebody always uses one of them it just seems that way so we try to at least smear them across all of them to see what see what we can find here at the crude life okay i've rambled way too long for myself i put myself to sleep in that conversation i was just having see i'm doing it again provolone do you have one of those foam things to throw at me yet well you know those little foam those foam uh, oil drums and oil oil things and chickens and dinosaurs and things that i get at conferences okay i'll get some for you in fact we should have people send them to us that's that would be the way to do it all right from the staff here at the crude life podcast my name is jason Speece, asking you to always remember energy is more than an industry it's a way of life
0: Crude Life with host Jason Speece. My name is Jason Speece and this is the
1: Crude Life Daily Update. On today's episode, we talk with Watford City High School student ambassadors, Emma, Taylor, Ellie, and Lydia, as they discuss the ambassador program and what their experiences are working with industry. In just a moment, part of our exclusive interview with Emma, Taylor, Ellie, and Lydia, Watford City High School students
0: my name is Taylor Ewing from Watford City High School. What our main focus and our main goal is, is to um, maintain and to grow our uh, population here in Watford City and to show all of the good things that come with living here. Um, we like to help get involved in all of the oil fill companies and get our school involved in our ambassadors program and student council involved and um, just try to make Um, all the people who are moving here from all different states make them feel welcome and make them um, feel part of our North Dakota family and feel as home here. Um,
3: I'm Emma and my main interest in this is uh, like I'm an athlete and I like the idea of getting people more involved and the kids knowing that like we have good sports programs and other programs within the school. That they can get more involved in and enjoy, so they would like to stay here more. And um, I would really like to convince people to be a part of our community. I'm Ellie, and my main interest is getting as many people to Watford City um, as possible because it's a really um, fun, welcoming community community. And we just want to have more opportunities here for everyone. And the more people we have, the more opportunities we can give all our students and all our
0: community members. Um,
3: I'm Lydia. Coming from out of state, this is a different opportunity that we didn't have in my hometown. So getting to see this come to life is really cool. And getting to help all these kids coming from out of state, they might be scared like one of us was moving here and making them feel welcome and not scared to be here and getting them to want to stay because this town has a lot to offer for their students and anyone that comes here. So getting to watch them, I guess, thrive and have all these new opportunities they want not get elsewhere is really cool.
2: To
1: listen to the full-length interview with Watford City High School students Taylor, Emma, Lydia, and Ellie, visit crudelife.com That's com. While you're there, be sure to check out our social media tab, Facebook, YouTube, even the Twitters, LinkedIn as well, right there at thecrudelife.com, click on the social media tab. From the staff here at the Crude Life Daily Update, my name is Jason Spies, asking you to always remember, energy is more than an industry, it's a way of life.
0: The Crude Life is sponsored in part by Historic. The first full conversion refinery to be built in the U.S. in over 40 years. Innovative. The cleanest, most technologically advanced downstream project ever. The model for future shale basin projects. Groundbreaking. The Davis Refinery. The Crude Life, every Monday through Thursday, with a Week in Review on Friday.